The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we experience loss or grief, our soul seeks answers to the questions, How will I respond? What do I do now? Welcome to A Light for the Soul that Weeps, with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. You are beginning a journey of understanding how choosing your thoughts inspires your feelings and transforms your life. To guide you, here is Dayton Ann Williams. Welcome, and thank you for joining in the fourth installment of our Moving Forward series. This evening, we will discuss moving forward from domestic violence. And we will hear the term survivor. And this is the one experience that I nearly did not survive. And that I am here makes it all the more powerful and all the more necessary to declare that we can, in fact, move forward from domestic violence and live an abundant life. My guest E.J. Smith will be our guide. E.J. is a remarkable young woman. She is intelligent, beautiful, and fully authentic. E.J. is an empowered woman, and she brings the gift of healing and empowerment to others. She is a nationally certified counselor, a certified sexual assault advocate, a speaker, and a writer. And she believes wholeheartedly that each of us get to assign meaning to our life circumstances, choosing how these events are placed in the legacy of our lives. Please join me in welcoming E.J. Smith. E.J., welcome. Oh, hi, Dayton. It is so amazing to join you tonight and be talking about this unbelievably important topic that I know that you and I are both very, very passionate about. Oh, absolutely, EJ, absolutely. And and it is truly a a privilege to spend this time in conversation and, and examine moving forward from domestic violence. And would you please begin by sharing a little about yourself and your journey and how you got started with this work? Sure. Um, so the way that I got involved in um, working with survivors of both domestic violence and sexual assault, it was kind of one of those things that I say, uh, the best things in life choose us. Uh, we don't necessarily <laughs> choose them. <laughs> right. And um, so I, when I entered into my counseling um, practicum, you know, back when I was a student, I really hadn't identified um, domestic violence or sexual assault, um, you know, work as something that I was going to go for. Mm-hmm. And yet when, um, when I got out into the field 
it seemed like in a very short period of time, my caseload, I was working at a nonprofit agency, and they mm-hmm. kind of, they didn't even specialize in sexual assault or domestic violence. They, they were really the generalists of the area. It was kind of uh-huh. like, you know, it was, um, it was a nonprofit. I'm so sad it's not around anymore. It was called Brazos Valley Counseling Services. Uh-huh. And um, it just seemed that within a couple weeks, my entire caseload <laughs> was full of uh, survivors of oh, wow. domestic violence, of sexual abuse, of childhood sexual abuse that they now they were just starting to, uh, you know, work on in adulthood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, and my I looked at my supervisor and I said, "How does this happen?" She said, "Well, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes the work chooses you, and sometimes you choose the work. And I think we know which direction it's headed in this time for you." <laughs> so, uh, and really, what I decided is I made a very conscious decision to be open to that experience um, and to trust yeah. that if this is where I was being led, this is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I went with that, and I love the work that I do. Oh, wow. That, and it has to be very challenging work because uh, the, the nature of the subject matter, EJ, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, you know, um, so that's a com- that is a comment I get a lot because, let's face it, I mean, we're talking about topics that most people don't, you know, sit around their dinner table or go to a party and say, oh, let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about sexual abuse and domestic violence, right? Right. It's a great way to clear a room. I mean, I know when I go to events and people ask me what I do for a living and I decide to answer honestly, (laughs) um, you know, I get some faces that are just like, oh, oh. (laughs) So they're just not expecting that. Uh, here's here's what's true about the work that I, I do. I really believe it's a privilege, and I get to have some of the most inspiring, empowering conversations with people. Uh, my clients, the people that I work with, are just absolutely amazing individuals because they they go through these these terrible events, right? Mm-hmm. and And yet, they're still here. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, sometimes sometimes it's a conversation that's like, well, I'm still here, you know. And sometimes <laughs> it's a very empowered conversation right from the get-go of I am still here and I'm going to beat this thing and, mm-hmm. and we're going to go forward. Um, either way, either way as it starts out, usually by the end of our time together, uh, they have created a life that they want to be present for. Um, and and sometimes, you know, there's a concept in uh, psychology, and we hear about post-traumatic stress, and I'll be talking about mm-hmm. that a little bit later with mm-hmm. you, but there's also this concept of post-traumatic growth. And it's the idea that even if you would never have asked for the events that led you to have to seek counseling, right, mm-hmm. um, even if that's not something that was on your personal to-do list, the, right. the fact that it's happened um, sometimes creates the space for people to invest in themselves in a way that they might not have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And what comes out of that is, you know, you know, how many people really get to pay attention or give themselves permission to spend an hour a week, if mm-hmm. not more, mm-hmm. thinking about their values and thinking mm-hmm. about what matters to them and what it means to say, I am. 
Right, and I caught the end of the previous radio show, and I, I was so touched by what she ended with because of that phrase, I am. I think that's so mm-hmm. powerful. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the conversation I get to have with people. Oh, AJ, thank you, and, and thank you for the work that you do. So let's begin uh, our discussion with defining what is domestic violence and what characterizes domestic violence. Okay. So kind of a textbook definition, domestic violence, um, it, it can generally be defined as a pattern of abusive behavior. And uh, that, that pattern piece is important. It really is something that happens over time, and it's characterized by this intent by the perpetrator to gain or maintain uh, power and control over uh, the, the person that they're abusing, uh, whether that's a family member, their intimate partner, you know, usually it's usually in domestic violence we think about, you know, husbands and wives and that kind of dynamic or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. others. But children are also impacted very uh, profoundly by the mm-hmm. violence that can exist in the home. Um, it can take many forms. And, you know, often we talk about physical violence, and that's the kind of, that's the one that people are looking for and what's mm-hmm. often depicted in our lifetime movies, right? The the bruises, the scratches, the broken bones. Um, But it can also be sexual violence, you know. Um, Just because you marry somebody does not mean that you have uh, given them free reign to, you know, engage in sex with you um, whenever they feel like without you having um, any part in that conversation. That's not marriage. That's slavery. And we decided Mm -hmm. a long time ago that that was not okay, Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so sexual abuse, emotional, verbal, economic. Um, so many people don't recognize that you know if one person has the only access to finances in the relationship, that that can be uh, a place where a lot of abuse can occur. And then finally, psychological abuse, which is often verbal, um, again, or emotional. Okay. And some, you've also given some of the common signs of uh, domestic violence or abuse. So do you want to expand on that just a little more as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, before I, before I get to the common signs, um, I just want to mention kind of right off the bat that you know, domestic violence, um, regardless of what you've seen or heard on TV and in social media, uh, it affects people of all ages, all sexual mm. orientations, religions, genders, socioeconomic backgrounds, education levels, and it takes place in all kinds of relationships. And once again, it's rooted in that power and control dynamic, and it's never caused by making somebody angry or upset, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's something that gets reinforced. Um, it's never justifiable or excusable, and again, it's not the fault of the survivor. You are only in control of your actions and behavior Behaviors and your partner is in control of their actions and behaviors. Um, so, you know, the, just to, just to kind of underscore that. So, mm-hmm. okay. With that understanding in mind, right? Um, we're really looking at uh, violent actions, threats of violent actions, um, behaviors that are designed specifically to intimidate, manipulate, mm-hmm. um, humiliate, mm-hmm. isolate. Frighten, uh, coerce, threaten, blame, 
um, <laughs> injure, terrorize, or mm-hmm. wound, you know, psychologically or physically, uh, a partner. So what does that look like? So that looks like um, being accused of cheating for absolutely no, with no grounds. Mm-hmm. For you know, thinking that, um, being accused of being disloyal, um, telling having someone tell you that you're worthless, mm-hmm. um, having someone intimidate you or threaten you in some way, um, you know, threaten to hurt somebody that you love. You know, maybe maybe the threat isn't isn't directed towards you specifically, but it's you know, if you leave me, I'm going to murder your dog. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know about you, but my pets are my part of my family, and that would be, you know, that that would, could potentially keep me in a situation, um, you know, that would be harmful in the long run because you want mm-hmm. want to protect. You know, um, a lot of, of my clients are are beautiful, wonderful, loving people. You know, so these threats of hurting someone else are sometimes even more powerful. And if there's children involved, mm. you know, there's not too many good moms out there that are going to leave their kids, even, you know, at the, the threat of their own peril, right? Right. So right. thinking about that. Um, then there's also, you know, people who will threaten to hurt themselves, that the, the perpetrator will mm-hmm. say, well, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Right, you know? right. Um, trying to control what you do, who you see, you know, for how long. Um, some people find that their, uh, their abuser will isolate them. And that can sometimes mean, you know, moving far away physically. You know, like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, we're gonna we're gonna move really far away in the middle of nowhere, you know? <laughs> um, and that kind of thing. Uh, pressuring or forcing into unwanted sex, stalking. You know, um, especially uh, people who maybe in the early stages of leaving uh, will often find uh, stalking to be mm-hmm. an, an issue. And, you know, stalking can also be um, the calling and hanging up. Sometimes we think of stalking as, like, creepy guy in the bushes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be done over the phone. It can be something that in another context would be um, a good thing. For example, um, let's say you walk out to your car and there's a bouquet of roses on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that could be a really great thing. Or that could be the sign of somebody stalking you, and it really mm-hmm. depends on the context. And stalking is something that, in, in the in my profession, in the advocacy work, we're really starting to pay more attention to because people just don't recognize it. So I kind of want to underscore that one for your Thank listeners. You. I um, that. Yeah, and again, it's a, it's a lot of control. You know, controlling money. I mentioned that. Um, Causing embarrassment, you know, criticizing you in public, uh, calling you bad names and put downs, things that you would never say to to someone that you cared about, you know. Right, um, right. Unrealistic expectations, you know. Oh well, you're supposed to work a full time job and take the kids to soccer practice and have cooked me a gourmet dinner and have had the laundry done, or you are just the worst wife ever. You are worthless. You are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, like those types of things. Nobody would be able to do that. Well, you know, <laughs> right? Super man, super woman, but you know, I, I oh my god. <laughs> okay, so, EJ, thank you. We're um, the time to take a short break is approaching, so we're going to pick up when we come back, and when we return, okay. 
EJ and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from domestic violence. And you can follow EJ on Twitter at SimplyEJS or stay connected on Facebook at SimplyEJ. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, EJ Smith. And you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. With me this evening is my guest, E.J. Smith. And EJ is a nationally certified counselor, a certified sexual assault advocate, a speaker, and a writer. And she believes wholeheartedly that each of us get to assign meaning to our life circumstances, choosing how these events are placed in the legacy of our lives. Okay, EJ, let's continue. Um, I, I've got, I'm, I've got an, a new question for you. Okay. It's easy for us to acknowledge that physical and sexual violence is unacceptable. However, emotional, psychological, and verbal abuse is also unacceptable, yet it appears to be permissible behavior. 
Why do you believe this is so? Mm. You know, I think that one of the biggest barriers um, to kind of having that conversation and adding emotional, psychological, and verbal abuse to the table um, when we think about domestic violence, it's just that, again, people just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we're just, um, we're so conditioned to look for the bruises, look for the mm-hmm. scratches, um, mm-hmm. look for the broken bones, that we don't think about, you know, where does that start? And something that I, I, I say about, uh, you know, my survivors when I'm giving presentations in the community, and I, I work mm-hmm. with a lot of law enforcement, and, um, and sometimes I'll be on campus at the local university, mm-hmm. and one of the things I'll kind of point out to people is that, you know, survivors of domestic violence and sexual abuse are no more stupid or less observant <laughs> than the rest of us, right? I mean, if somebody had punched me in the, you know, punches you in the face or punches my client in the face, um, or assaulted her on date one, there probably would not have been a date two, right? Because <laughs> that's, that's really clear. Okay, so often there's this slow, insidious grooming process at work. And I think mm. that that, you know, um, one of my mentors used to say that all abuse begins with emotional abuse. Mm. Okay. Okay. And uh, and when I started to think about it and really digest that concept, it sounded uh, so apparent and obvious to me that mm-hmm. you know by the time you you get to physically hitting somebody, you have worn them down emotionally and psychologically mm-hmm. to a place where you know that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if somebody came up to you and they punched you once, you probably wouldn't, right off the bat, and you didn't know them, you probably wouldn't, again, go out with them, spend a lot of time with them. But if you have been groomed over mm-hmm. time to believe that these little digs that increase over time, these little slights mm-hmm. um, that progress with ever-increasing intensity mm-hmm. are okay, then maybe that punch or that hit, when it finally happens, it's a little bit easier to believe that maybe you did something to cause it. Absolutely. I I summed up very, very well. Okay, so we know that domestic violence is a crime. Mm -hmm. And as we have discussed, it is rooted in power and control. So please share with us about the power and control wheel. Yes, I love this tool. So uh, the power and control wheel is a teaching tool that was developed by the Domestic Abuse Intervention Programs, DAIP, out of Duluth, Minnesota. And um, and true to its name, right, Mm -hmm. the power and control Mm -hmm. wheel looks a lot like a wheel. It's Uh like a wagon wheel. Uh And the outer circle um, represents some of the most concrete and more easily recognizable forms of abuse, so that physical and sexual violence, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Um, And then in the center of the wheel, where the axle would go through, are the words power and control, meaning that at the heart of an abusive relationship is this desire to control or exercise power over the will of another. Mm-hmm. And then the spokes of the wheel represent other, mm, I'm going to say less recognized forms of abuse okay. uh, that, that batterers often use to entrap their victims. And now when I say that, I say less recognized. That does not in any way, shape, or form mean that they are less significant, mm-hmm. less damaging, less important. Again, kind of what we were talking about just a couple minutes ago, they're just forms of abuse that we have not 
socially or culturally conditioned ourselves to recognize as readily as we do that physical or sexual abuse, right? Okay, okay. So I just want to clarify that because that's really, really important. Thank you. um, some of these lesser-known forms um, are what I like to kind of collectively call power plays, okay. and they will involve the restriction of financial assets, that emotional abuse you were talking about, mm-hmm. using the kids as pawns, right? isolation, mm-hmm. using religion to reinforce the notion of male privilege, right? to mm-hmm. make somebody feel less than. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really great tool, and it's available to anybody on the Internet. If you go to your search engine um, and you type in power and control wheel, mm-hmm. uh, it'll come up. And if anybody has any, any issues um, finding it, I can make it available on my Facebook page um, as, soon as, as soon as we're done here. And okay. that way, you know, it's also a good idea if somebody, if we're going to talk about this a little bit later, um, you know, sometimes searching, if you're going to be worried about what's coming up in your search engine or in your browser history, uh-huh. uh, yeah. pulling something up on somebody's Facebook page might be a little bit, of a, a safer way to do that. So that's the power and control wheel. And, you know, it's it's particularly helpful in understanding the overall pattern of abuse and violent behaviors because, mm-hmm. you know, even though we might talk about just one or two, they really kind of all flow together. And mm-hmm. more often than not, a batterer will use uh, various forms of these different abuses um, in varying intensities at various times and places right. Right. Um, to go to go forward with this. And it's, a, it's really helpful if you haven't gotten to the physical abuse yet, mm-hmm. um, if he hasn't hit you yet, mm-hmm. but a lot of these things are kind of already going on, you can kind of see which direction you're headed in. And uh-huh. maybe you can get out before you have the bruises and scrapes and that kind of stuff. And that would, that would always be great too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, EJ, let's, let's, I've heard about the myth of losing control and the work that Lundy Bancroft does as an advocate for survivors of domestic violence. And I'd like to hear more about that. Yes. Okay. So Lundy Bancroft, Um, is a counselor who has worked with batterers and actually abusive males for most of his career. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I recently had the privilege of attending an amazing lecture that he gave um, in March at the uh, Dallas Crimes Against Women conference. I mean, it's absolutely a phenomenal conference. And um, he wrote a book called Why Does He Do That? And it's Uh basically a guidebook for women Uh, regarding how and why male batterers do the things they do, what makes their brain work differently, what makes that what social conditions set them up to think that this is okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the things that he talked about um, during his lecture is that he listed out all these different excuses that that abusers will use to exonerate themselves or shirk responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the one that might be most interesting to your audience, uh, one that was definitely most interesting to me, was this idea that I, you know, I, I just I just lost control. Right. Um, and so what he mentions um, in this talk is that sometimes you know survivors won't notice. Uh, what their abusers are doing to them until after they hear it. So I kind of want to point this out. So this idea of losing control, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to encourage your audience to look for the choices. 
every time somebody loses control, they're still making a choice. And Lundy gave this phenomenal example of, you know, somebody who says, oh, I was just so drunk, I didn't know what I was doing. And then mm-hmm. next thing I know, the cops showed up and I had to run out the back of the house and hide in the bushes. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so you're telling me that you were so drunk, you had no idea what you were doing, but when the cops showed up, you knew they were there for you. Mm-hmm. You were able to run. Mm-hmm. I know people, you know, who are really drunk. They can't walk. They can't stand. <laughs> okay. And you're telling me that you were able to run out the door and conceive a plan where you were able to hide. Mm-hmm. You can't be out of completely out of control and away from responsibility and still be having that higher thought process at work. So, you <laughs> know, you need to pick one. <laughs> so um, I just thought that was so wonderful. When he that, said that. that is wonderful. I, I, couldn't have painted it more clearly. <laughs> AJ, thank you. And um, the time to take a short break is approaching. And when we return, EJ and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from domestic violence. You can follow EJ on Twitter at SimplyEJS or stay connected on Facebook at SimplyEJ. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, EJ Smith, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals. While helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit, you'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment, and Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. With me this evening is my guest, E.J. Smith. And E.J. is a nationally certified counselor, a certified sexual assault advocate, a speaker, and a writer. And she believes wholeheartedly that each of us get to assign meaning to our life circumstances, choosing how these events are placed in the legacy of our lives. EJ, um, before we continue with our discussion, would you please provide the national hotline telephone numbers that are available for sexual assault and domestic violence and explain what the service offers? Oh, yes, absolutely. So the sexual assault, the national number for um, sexual assault is 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E, or 1-800-656-4673. And the domestic violence number is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E, or 1-800-799-7233. And just to clarify, I know this is how the the National uh, Sexual Assault Hotline works. Um, I believe your call will often get forwarded to a local center. Mm-hmm. So at the crisis center where I currently work, we get calls from people who are in the local area, and what they'll say is, oh, you're located here? Like, I called the national hotline, <laughs> you know? And we're in a kind of a, we're not in a, a tiny town, but it's small enough where people will be genuinely surprised if the national headquarters of, you know, anything was here. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I said, no, it gets forwarded. So, you know, even though you're calling the national center, um, they really can get you in touch with your local resources. Absolutely, absolutely. And the domestic uh, national hotline is actually located in Austin. Oh, there you go. A little mm-hmm. bit bigger than us. Well, yeah, well, but um, nevertheless, they, they mm-hmm. do, it is national, and that's the only number you need to know. Of course, 911. If, if it's a, an emergency, it's 911, always. Absolutely. Okay, so, EJ. Why is safety planning so important, and what are some of the most critical aspects of creating a safety plan? Okay, first off, um, I think people need to know, uh, you know, what what a safety plan is and, and just kind of why they exist. So, a okay. safety plan is so important because planning the planning involved in leaving a violent partner uh, is critical, and it's probably more intricate than most other plans that we make in our daily lives. You know, this, mm-hmm. is, this is not planning to go on vacation <laughs> or, or anything like that, right? This is really planning to start over. Right. Uh, so really the best thing that I can do for you is provide another resource, um, which is it's free and available online. Um, it's a wonderful example of a safety plan put out by the National Center on Domestic and Sexual Violence, and listeners can get it completely for free online. And okay. once again, if anyone has a problem finding it, I will make it available on my Facebook page um, and Twitter following following the show. And if you can't find it there either, just send me a message, and I will make sure that it, it gets to you. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal resource. Okay, great. Thank you so much for doing that, EJ. 
sometimes uh, it, it is overwhelming to get online and try to find anything. So I really appreciate you taking the time to make this available. So you mentioned that domestic violence is a slow and insidious grooming process. And I believe that the process to step out of domestic violence is also a slow process. And do you find that this is a common approach? Yeah, I I do find that, um, you know, taking some time and like my mom says, she says, you know, get your ducks in a row. Um, It's not only a common approach, but it really is the preferred approach. Uh, Again, this is essentially starting over, um, which means getting access to and making copies of critically important paperwork like Social Security cards, driver's licenses, birth certificates, marriage and divorce certificates, passports, banking records, you know, all of those different things, old tax records, um, and finding a safe place to stash them. Now, the good news is that technology is making this a lot easier. Um, Mm -hmm. You can buy a flash drive at an office supply store for like $4, Mm -hmm. um, if that, and then, you know, scan that paperwork directly from a, a copier machine onto the flash drive right at the office supply store. Um, and, and, you know, you're carrying all this important paperwork in something that is like three inches long, if that, they make them even smaller. Right. Um, I suggest that people buy at least two mm-hmm. and um, keep one hidden okay, mm-hmm. someplace and then also give one to a trusted friend or family member. And, you know, that's just kind of the backup for the backup. And the good news is, um, you know, you can even, if, you're, if you want to spend a little extra, you can even get ones that are password protected so that if somebody plugged, found it and plugged it in, they wouldn't be able to get onto it unless they knew the password. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you for that. So even after stepping out of domestic violence, one can continue to experience feelings of fear or anxiety. And what are some insights that you can offer if someone is experiencing high levels of stress and fear? Okay, well, so the first thing I want to say is that leaving an abusive situation is a scary, stressful process, right? So I like to do some expectation management with folks and Mm -hmm. let them know that some fear some stress and some anxiety is absolutely expected and normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often, uh, women in abusive relationships have their feelings invalidated so repeatedly mm-hmm. that they might not believe that they're allowed to have these emotions or, or any emotions at oh, all. Now, obviously, when that fear and anxiety starts to kind of run the show completely, then there's a problem. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the perfect time to start counseling if you're not in it already. Mm -hmm. Um, The other issue to consider, again, because of, you know, just just the high stakes of what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. is whether or not fear is reasonable given your specific situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, getting help from third parties is so important. The last thing we want someone doing is feeling um, falsely safe when, in fact, they're not. Right. Uh, but the reverse is also true. You don't want somebody cowering in fear, looking over their shoulder 24-7 when that isn't necessarily, um, you know, congruent to what's going on or proportional. Right. Correct. Okay, thank you for that, EJ. And, and 
I, I would like to mention that this counseling, because you know, we've, we've said that word several times, mm-hmm. most of the time uh, there are crisis centers, resource centers, uh, and the, the counseling's free to yeah. um, survivors. Yes. yes. All across the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, looks like we're about ready to go into another short break. And when we return, EJ and I will continue with our discussion of moving forward from domestic violence. And you can follow EJ on Twitter at Simply EGS or stay connected on Facebook at Simply EJ. And this is Staten Ann Williams with my guest, EJ Smith. And you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is our final segment, and with me this evening is my guest, E.J. Smith. E.J. is a nationally certified counselor, a certified sexual assault advocate, a speaker, and a writer. And E.J. believes wholeheartedly 
that each of us get to assign meaning to our life circumstances, choosing how these events are placed in the legacy of our lives. So, EJ, did you did you notice the music that starts the show? Mm-hmm. I always, I always, every time I hear it, I always think Akuna Matanda. Akuna Matanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Lion King on the Serengeti, and I looked up Akuna Matanda, and it means no worries. And I thought, oh, this is just very appropriate. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, EJ, what are some of the resources available to survivors? Well, um, as you mentioned, there are the two national hotlines, and in addition to being resources for people in crisis, um, there are also wonderful resources for helping you get connected uh, to your local resources, right? Mm -hmm. So they are completely used to assisting people in finding um, you know, local local resource centers. There's also maps if you're a little computer and tech savvy. Um, there's maps online with RAIN. That's the Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network, R-A-I-N-N. Okay. Um, for example, where you can search your local zip code for uh-huh. domestic violence shelters, for rape crisis centers, okay. uh, and they'll pull it up wherever. So even if, like, let's say, you know, you're, you're in... Um, let's say that you're in Houston, but you're going to, you know, flee to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, you can look up and there will be resources that pop up in Jacksonville, Florida. So you know that mm. when you get there, you can get plugged into those places. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. Just remember, if you're looking things up online, okay, web pages are saved in your browser history. So please be careful. Um, mm. Public library computers or the phone uh, might be safer options. Okay. The other, the other uh, resource is um, Star 211 to be connected with a referral service with the United Way. And they can look up some of these resources for you, too. So finally, um, you know, domestic violence shelters and rape crisis centers are phenomenal resources of support and information. Um, I can't emphasize enough, you know, our, our volunteers are especially trained to help you walk through the process of preparing to leave, mm-hmm. establishing yourself. When I say reestablishing yourself, I don't just mean like financially or physically. I mean body, mind, heart, and spirit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's important. I mean, you're, you're, you're healing. They're helping you through that whole healing process. Absolutely. <sighs> okay, EJ, the effects of domestic violence are oh, profound. And the impact is physical, emotional, and spiritual. So I would like to discuss this in a great more detail. Okay, absolutely. So first off, it's important to understand that families and individuals who've lived in an environment with domestic violence, they're almost always healing from multiple traumas, Mm -hmm. Um, physical trauma and at the very least emotional trauma. The damage of domestic violence permeates every area of not only the individual, that body, mind, heart, spirit I just mentioned, but everything Mm -hmm. else too. Um, Mm -hmm. Professional pursuits, involvement within the community, socialization, Mm -hmm. hobbies. I mean, it really just hits everywhere. And uh, I think it's important to acknowledge the, the scope of this impact as awareness is often the first step towards healing and restoration. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just so, so important. 
So um, what I'd like to do is um, talk a little bit about the effects of domestic violence, kind of breaking them down by some of the more common symptoms that we see okay. uh, and, and okay. issues, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So, okay. So abuse can have a serious impact on the way that a person thinks, interacts with the world around them, right? So mm-hmm. um, chronic exposure to domestic violence, in fact, even the longer it goes on, the stress and the fear resulting from that exposure can not only cause immediate physical injury, but it also shifts the, the way that the mind attempts to process mm-hmm. um, the trauma, protect the body, and mm-hmm. kind of understand the world around us. So we're really seeing this complete permeation of, of impact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It affects one's thoughts, feelings, behaviors. Um, it can impact, you know, mental stability, increase anxiety. We're going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder and um, and depression symptoms as well. And I really, you know, again, when we're only looking for the bruises, we're missing half the story, I feel like, sometimes. That's um, true. So, okay, so post-traumatic stress disorder um, you know, most often when we talk about the impacts of, of domestic violence and especially sexual, when it has a sexual component, mm-hmm. well, we're going to be talking about symptoms that are commonly associated with PTSD. Um, it's a mental condition that is triggered by a terrifying life event. And some of those symptoms are you know, flashbacks, trouble sleeping, which can kind of run both sides of the, the spectrum, either nightmares or insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people will will sleep all the time, um, and they just kind of want to stay asleep. We're going to see sometimes increased anxiety, um, depression, changes in appetite, um, and those types of things. Those are like the 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 big, I guess, six or seven, right, that we think about. Right. Um, the ones that again we kind of have these lesser recognized. Uh, symptoms are, mm-hmm. you know, chronic fatigue, um, shortness of breath because people are having panic attacks, and if right. you haven't had one the first time that you have one, you think you're dying. Right, <laughs> so, right. Um, muscle tension, you know, people carry stress in different areas of their body, um, involuntarily shaking, um, sexual dysfunction, and uh, you know, it can even actually throw off your menstrual cycle if you're a female. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they kind of, so it has these, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder has all of these long, far-reaching impacts. Now, the interesting thing is I was just recently at a training where they said the research is actually showing, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, it sounds like a really scary disorder, and, and it is while you're in the middle of it. But research is also showing that it is among the most treatable disorders. So if any of your listeners are out there and they are thinking like, oh, this really, this really sounds like me, um, just please know that uh, it is treatable. Yes. Um, there's a ton of research that's just ever growing on this. And, you know, people need to have awareness that things like PTSD, anxiety, and depression, that they can, recur, they can occur as a result of this violent exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it is that treatable, um, it's also not something that you want to ignore because often it's not, it's not just going to, you know, not go away. It can often get chronic and worse. 
So, right. you know, if you find yourself having some of these things, this is this is not the time to ignore it. Saying, "Oh, well, you know, she said it wasn't that big a deal." I did not say that. <laughs> okay? I said it's treatable. Okay? Treatable. That's the key. Treatable. It's treatable. So. Um, and, you know, I know not everyone, the other side of the conversation is not that, it's that not everyone who experiences domestic violence or exposure to a traumatic event will go on to develop a clinical disorder. Right. And I think that's important to mention as well because otherwise we end up with a lot of people freaking out or expecting for something to go wrong. Right. Um, so, again, I kind of want to do a little bit of expectation management um, and say that the expectation is that when somebody endures a terrible life experience, they're going to naturally go through a period of adjustment while they grieve, while they physically heal, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, where they, they're processing the event emotionally and psychologically of, you know, what happened to them. And that's going to be the same for domestic violence survivors, combat troops, and even sexual assault survivors. There's a period of time where you kind of just need to give yourself permission right. to do whatever it is that you need to do while your body chemistry settles back down. Okay. okay. Now, okay. that being said, in some instances, um, and we're talking about 50% for domestic and sexual assault survivors and maybe 20% for uh, their folks like combat troops and whatnot, um, the processing of the event by the brain gets stalled out. And that's really what the post-traumatic stress disorder is. It's a stalling out of the natural processing that mm-hmm. the brain goes through um, mm-hmm. when dealing with disturbing life events. So, and now I'm going to throw some statistics at you because I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling numbery tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. All well, right. And, you know, I'm really not a numbers person. Anybody who knows me is like, what numbers? <laughs> uh, but it really helps drive home the 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 impact. You know, what, what are we talking about? What we're talking about is, according to the Center for Disease Control. Um, yeah, we're talking about 32 million uh, women. Okay, mm. so that's about three in every 10 women, and one in 10 men in the in the United States who experience rape, physical violence, and/or stalking by an intimate partner will report at least one of those symptoms that I was mentioning before. Mm. Uh, mm. So, you know, it's not everyone, and it's a lot of people. Um, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah. And, so, and EJ, I mm-hmm. we're going to have to to wrap this, but I have I there's one thing that I know you want to share with us and um, to close us out, and mm-hmm. it has to do with your belief about the human spirit. Could you could you bring that to us? Oh, absolutely. So I, you know, ultimately. Ultimately, I want people to get to a place where they're no longer being actively abused. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the goals are that, you know, recovery of self, restoring power, um, control, and human dignity. Um, and my favorite, you know, when I'm talking with for the goals of counseling is unhooking the old lies and making new truths. And this last piece is so rewarding um, because, you know, I get to watch what... I call the indomitable human spirit remember itself. E.J., mm-hmm. thank you. That, that message has hope and the ability to move forward and beyond the domestic violence, that, and it's achievable, and that comment is absolutely beautiful. It's been an honor 
EJ, to, to have this conversation with you this evening. And thank you so much for guiding us. And I absolutely love your personal brand of Jersey Moxie and your heartfelt sincerity. <laughs> the world needs you, and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you, EJ. Our time this week has come to a close, and I appreciate you joining EJ and me this evening as we learn that we can move forward from domestic violence, that we can take responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, and choices, and that we can live an abundant life. You can follow EJ on Twitter at SimplyEJS or stay connected on Facebook at SimplyEJ. As you continue to walk your path of healing, I wish you well on your journey and leave you with this thought. You are your unique expression of the divine in this time and space. And as you travel your path, may love always fill your heart and light your way. I look forward to next week when we meet again and we conclude our Moving Forward series. This is Dayton Ann Williams with my guest, E.J. Smith, and you have been listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Blessings to you. We are delighted you've chosen to join us this week on A Light for the Soul That Weeps. Next week, Dayton Ann Williams will return with another engaging program designed to help you move forward on your journey. Tune in next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And have a beautiful week.